Who's up next? Everyone, welcome back to the Xbox Empire episode two. It is I, your host Kevin, and with me tonight, unfortunately, could not be Mr. Donnie Reese. He is tied up in this crazy, crazy world we have going on. But I did call in some backup in a voice we don't hear as much as we used to, Mr. Seth Roy. Howdy. You know when you said unfortunately, I thought you were going to say unfortunately. I brought Seth. Yeah, you brought Seth. Uh, <laughs> tonight so that's that's where i thought that was going well depending on the feedback maybe we'll get some feedback from this episode and maybe it would be an unfortunately but i don't see it as a downside right now at least but this show obviously is here to talk all about xbox it's our new weekly show our weekly contribution to the world of microsoft over here at play some video games but we couldn't do it of course without our lovely patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash psvg so special thank yous Thank you, thank yous to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fahaba. Thank you guys so much. And if you want to support us and get some cool perks in the meantime, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG to check out the full details, everything you get, and how to support us. But enough of that, Seth. The reason you're here... You know, for people who haven't been around the Discord and maybe don't know what's going on, you've you've had a transition here a little bit. You, you've 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 got a new acquisition to your gaming library. Is that correct? I do. I do have the uh, Xbox One X. I've had it now for I don't know more than two months, which is kind of crazy to believe that all of this stuff has happened in less than three months. <laughs> yeah, it's but, you got it. It's already been two months. Uh, yeah, right. So I um yeah I, uh, the day before Ohio schools announced they were closing, which I work for an Ohio school district, and my kids go to school here. Um, the day before that happened, I tore my meniscus, and the fine folks here at PSVG banded together and uh, sent me a used Xbox One X, um, and some Game Pass and. And uh, Coach Mo bought me Forza Motorsport Seven. Nice. So, um, yeah, I have been an Xbox owner again now for about two months. So, and and that's that's the big thing here. Lobo Reekins in the chat room. What's up, Lobo? the The main twist here is for people who know your history at PSVG is you've been traditionally known as the PlayStation guy. Mm-hmm. Um, however, prior to you jumping on the PS4, you were in the Xbox ecosphere prior, correct? I was. Uh, um, actually, the Xbox 360, that generation, first I joined the Wii, uh, that generation, mm-hmm. and then decided that I was tired of getting cruddy ports of Shovelware. like sports <laughs> games. And <laughs> yep. I mean, obviously some great games on the Wii, but then there were, you know, I wanted to play Mass Effect and an actual NBA game and so forth. So I uh, got the 360 mainly so I could play Mass Effect and um, really uh, loved um, that console for, I don't know, the two years that I had it. And then I got the Red Ring of Death three times and mm. kicked it to the curb and jumped back to PlayStation. So and now anyway, it all comes full circle. Now it all comes full <laughs> circle. I, I have... Long said, I, and I'm still very much a believer, even though now I have all three consoles in my house, I don't have time to play all three consoles. No. Or the money to, to put behind it. But the one great thing about Xbox, and I've said it for a long time, is there's the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I automatically have a huge backlog <laughs> just <laughs> by joining Xbox, and, and it includes a lot of games that I've never had access to before. So... Um, it definitely it definitely is it that's one of my favorite things about xbox and i mean i've said this over and over again where when they initially announced game pass it's like how does this work you know how are they gonna make money and 
I still wonder those things, but I'm happy I have it now because you're right. It's, it's just a constant barrage of games and they're adding to it every month. And, you know, typically there's, there's five or more games added every single month. All the first party games come there right away. You're like, you don't need to buy them any, any of them. Hmm. So with that being said, what would have been some of the standout experiences that the games you've really kind of enjoyed so far since coming back to Microsoft? Yeah. So the big one is Forza Motorsport 7. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about enjoying racing games, and really, it's been about three, a little over three years now. Whenever Gran Turismo Sport came out, I think that was 2016, maybe 17, I'm not sure. But um, since Gran Turismo Sport and the F1 game that year, um, I've really been into a lot of racing games, but obviously I'd never played Forza. So I've really... Um, I've done just about everything you can do single player wise in Forza mm-hmm. without jumping. I, I I haven't touched an online race um, at all. But you, one thing that I do like about it is all of the AI that I that I race are you and Donnie and Mo and Nathan <laughs> and Drivatars, yeah. Um, and so that's kind of fun. You know, I can say, oh, I beat beat Mo at a race, even though I didn't really. But also, he kind of drives dirty, keeps smashing into me. Sounds about um, right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that what that is. So I uh, really, really like Forza uh, Motorsport. I haven't touched Horizon yet. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, figured I kind of wanted to get through Motorsport before I dove into Horizon. Right. Uh, so that's that's really the big one. Uh, I haven't actually played that many Game Pass because the other the the one kind of un- unfortunate. <laughs> thing with the timing of this is two weeks after I got this console for uh, Final Fantasy 7 came out <laughs> yeah, that's right um and it's been two months now and I'm I'm almost at the end of that game so if you want to get an idea of how much game time I generally have it's taking me two months to play 30 hours of Final Fantasy 7 um, plus I mean I have played um, uh, super mega baseball uh, snow I forget what it's called now. I reviewed it. Snow tires or whatever. The spin tires, the snow run, snow runner. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yep. you're, I, um, that has a great, if you go and look at the trailer for that game, that will sell you on buying a truck. Um, it also might, it also will sell you on the promise of like middle America and shipping. And <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a really good patriotic trailer that might, I actually might play a little differently now. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, play that game on, and then the the game on Game Pass that I've been most looking forward to uh, was the release of Minecraft Dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not super far in that. I think I've played three dungeons at this point um, because I really am trying to get through Final Fantasy. If I have a long uh, gaming period, but I love Minecraft Dungeons. It's a great mm. game. I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know the longevity of it, but for a, a game that I'm, I guess, subscribed to and and, yeah. and whatever, it's a it's a great game. I and it's a I lot will, of fun. I will gladly buy the DLC when it comes out. I, mm. I've contemplated getting it for Switch, um, so my girls can play it. One thing with the Xbox, I only have one controller. So I can't play it with them, um, but I think they would like it. But I just let it looks really good, um, and it it's just a fun game to play. Yeah, um, totally. So that's really where I am. I haven't done a ton. I haven't played Halo yet. Um, when I had the 360, I did play Halo Three. Um, I wasn't very good at it, and also it's kind of like jumping into Back to the Future Three without watching the first. <laughs> Too, I guess I don't, you know, I don't know the yeah. Halo, Halo stories, obviously, but you know, I was missing out. You know, I wasn't connected to the story. Um, I have played the original Gears back on 360, and I look forward to jumping into that again, um, mm. or at least the new Gears game. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited about getting into those things um, once I kind of put away some of my other stuff. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So the way this show works, it's a little bit uh, more casual than what we typically do. It's a little less scripted. We brought a couple topics to kind of go over and 
Seth and I haven't talked about any of this stuff ahead of time. It's just kind of whatever happens, happens. Uh, so we'll jump into those. I have two here. So if we have time, we'll do them both. If not, we'll just do one, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, deta- Xbox finally details some backwards compatibility on Xbox Series X. So they've talked about how it's going to work. And this has been kind of a hot topic for both Sony and Microsoft right now with Sony not really fully pulling that curtain back. You know, obviously they were supposed to have an event this week as we're recording this, but that's been delayed due to the, you know, political atmosphere, just the life atmosphere right now, I should say, uh, that it's not appropriate to really celebrate these types of things, as they said. But Xbox did give some details here. Um, Now, backwards compatibility for you, Seth, coming in. So let's say, you know, I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think you're jumping into Xbox Series X day one, per se. Um, But with your recent reintroduction to Microsoft, and as you said, you have this big backlog just from Game Pass alone. How important is backwards compatibility to you if this stuff that's on Game Pass now can carry over into next gen with better performance? So in general, I haven't been super drawn to backwards compatibility just because I don't play game replay games um, that I've already beaten usually. Um, And typically when I've tried to revisit a game, um, unless there, you know, it's been a remake and I've never played final fantasy seven before, but I don't think I could go back and play the original final fantasy. seven. I, I just, there's, I really don't have a desire to do that. Um, and I find it hard. I, I've gone into um, uh, some PS2 era games, um, the Bounty Hunter, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I jumped into that and I'd never played it before, but I just couldn't. You know, there, there's been a change from that era to this era in terms of how games control and mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Um So it's not something that I'm really I, I'm not excited about going back and playing old 360 games beyond some of the first party games. Um, right. Now, you know, certainly it looks like moving forward, any current generation needs to be represented on future consoles. Um, I mean, that's just, that's at least what's going to happen with these next series of consoles. And it's what should happen at this point. Yep. Um, you know, I, I don't, I may not care right now about backwards compatibility, but I'm not going to say it's not like it's a bad thing. It's an added, added service. Absolutely. Um, And I mean, that's kind of the big thing Microsoft has really been focusing on is that value add Uh, with things like game pass, game pass, ultimate uh, X cloud, which we'll talk a little bit about later, as long as we have time. um, These things are all just adding to that value that Microsoft is really trying to push. So, and and I'm with you in, in regards where I'm not necessarily like, yeah, let's go back and play an Xbox original game not xbox one i mean like the first xbox game you know but the stuff from this generation the stuff we're playing right now if i didn't get to it like the big example for me right now is is both the last two assassin's creed games Mm -hmm. i've barely played either one i'd really like to play them I, i honestly honest to god would but if you know the xbox series x comes out and i get that and i can't play them well then i'm just missing out but if i can play them on this next generation, I feel like I'd still do so. It's not as bad as going back to 360 or back to the original Xbox and dipping back into that. Right. Um, well, well, so with um, less load times and, and you know some you know frame rate fixes and things like that, the one one series that I say is my favorite gaming series is Mass Effect, the original trilogy. Um, and now that I have an Xbox One X, mm-hmm. I have access. I can go back and play those three games. Um, easily. And, and I know there's the rumors that there might be a, a re remaster or whatever that uh, looks like, which I'd be really excited about. Um, but w- one of the, I guess, painful things about going back to play the, those games is the elevator loading screens and just how long yes. it takes to get from one place to the next. And, um, and there's been games, you know, this generation, um, uh, Bloodborne on PlayStation 4, but, that's a good example of one where you you die and you die a lot, and then it takes. At the beginning, it took forty five seconds to reload. Yeah, and sometimes you'd be lucky to live for forty five seconds after that. <laughs> so true. So anything that can lessen load times and might you know with I haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey yet. I have it, um, and would like to as well. But anything that can lessen load times and, and make things a little faster will make it easier to make the decision to 
maybe give an older game a try again. Absolutely. And, and, and so the details Xbox has given is that uh, all games will work, meaning their first party stuff, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do they all play, they all should be improved by running natively on Series X with the full power of the CPU, GPU, solid state drive being put to task. So these are the things that we've debated a lot in our Discord, too, that, like, you know, what really feels like next gen? And it, and it seems like what next gen for us is going to be a little different than the jump from 360 to, to Xbox One, per se. Uh, you know, that was a graphical improvement. We still will see that with this one, but I think it's going to be a lot less to the native eye is like, oh, my God, this looks so much better on Series X than it did on Xbox One X. But it's really going to be that performance, these load times, these uh, frame rates, maximum resolution, uh, load times, quick resume, uh, HDR, all these types of things here are going to be more the quality of life improvements. And I think that especially with this gen, those elevator load times are perfect examples of things that just by reducing that will make games more playable Mm -hmm. for us to go back and revisit. If we're not seeing constant load times or long load times, it's not as much of a burden to go back and say, oh, this game didn't age well. Like that's, that's one of the things that I struggle with, but sometimes going back and revisiting a game is the load time, the, the lag, if they have that, like if there's too much going on on the screen and it slows down all stuff that with better components behind the hardware should theoretically cause it to run better. And that's kind of what Microsoft's big pledge is uh, to really do it. They, they're, they're big on this game preservation. Uh, they're working on options to improve uh, games, but keep the original artistic intent. So not doing remakes, just making the games perform better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, increase frame rates from 30 to 60 or 60 to 120 in those cases. Um, and they're listening to fans as to what games they'd like to have compatible. Um, so on and so forth. So, I mean, for me, I, I'm really optimistic that Microsoft will, will do this right. And honestly, I'm a little more optimistic than I am about Sony right now, just due to them kind of being buttoned up about it. You know, they have said, yes, that there will be backwards compatibility, but they've promised that before. And, and it hasn't always worked or it hasn't always worked the way we imagined it. You know, will it be in the form of a PS now, which, you know, is essentially probably what Microsoft's going to do is something similar to that where it's like, you know, it's going to be digital only. Obviously you're not gonna be able to put your disc in and play. I don't think maybe we will. Um, but it might be something more digital where if you have the game purchased digitally, you'll still be able to play it on the next console. Um, your thoughts about Microsoft's strategy and do you see that really being a benefit, you know, given, as you said, with backwards compatibility, not really being something to <laughs> go back and revisit. Donnie's in the chat right now saying bring back Lollipop Chainsaw to backwards compatibility NCAA. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw is a maybe, but I don't see NCAA coming back just due to licensing. But um, is this strategy something you're excited about Seth to see things come back with these improvements that might make games playable that may not have been anymore. So, I mean, I'm in general, the wrong audience for that, I guess. Um, But it, but it might depend on, depend on the game. And I'm, again, I don't know as much about the Xbox ecosystem. Um, You know, if there are old Xbox games or games that I haven't been able to play from other um, because I've been on PlayStation or, or Nintendo. Um, you know, I can think of older, uh, some older like Sega games that I never played, like the, the Dreamcast era. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically, when I had a Dreamcast, I played NFL 2K, NBA 2K, and uh, Crazy Taxi. Oh, I love Crazy um, Taxi. <laughs> but I didn't play Fantasy Star online or any mm-hmm. of the Fantasy Star games. I've never played a Fantasy Star game. Yeah, and I know, you know, right now on Xbox there's Fantasy Star online too. Um, you know, so there's a lot of I'm I'm more open to to some of those kind of games now than I used to be. Um and if the right game comes along, I'd be, you know, would be open to trying it out, but I I don't know them off the top of my head other than if I could um pop in uh, NCAA football 14 and uh, take Kent State to the national championship. <laughs> and uh, I do that. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think it, it just to see more added in is kind of the value there. And realistically, if it's stuff that you can get better performance out of, I'd be willing to repurchase certain games. Like, like you know, if, if you tell me, uh, I don't know, Fallout 3 is coming – and it's backwards compatible. It is now, but right now it's just whatever it was. If you can actually make it perform better, you know, quicker load time, stuff like that, then that's something that's going to get me to jump on these games and go back to them. 
um, for sure. And I think licensing obviously is a big issue with the sports games, with anything that has, you know, soundtrack being a big part, you know, Tony Hawk, which thankfully is being remade. But those types of games, even Crazy Taxi to an extent, you know, will they have the music? You know, will the offspring allow that to be licensed again or will they pay for that again? You know, those are experiences that enhance the game that I'm not sure we will still be able to get through backwards compatibility that may take those types of titles off there. Um, so yeah, I guess more to see really. Yeah. And, um, one thing I do like about the backwards compatibility and being an Xbox live gold ultimate, whatever it is member, um, you know, this month there was destroy all humans, mm-hmm. um, and, um, Cine Cinemora, yep. which is a Xbox 360. And, and I think, Destroy Humans might be an original Xbox game. I don't know. Yeah, I know that, they have been redone a few times. Yeah, yeah. I know they have some um, some of those. So through that avenue, you know, I can see myself trying out some of those older games. So, and really, just having if it's a part of Game Pass and it's a good right game, I, I'll probably give it a go. Like I, I really, I have um, the Kotor games on my Game Pass right like flagged list right now. Um, I did play the original KOTOR on PC mm. back whenever that came out. Um, As did I. But uh, but other than that, I, I've i tried playing it since then on my iPhone, but it, that was pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I might be, you know, I might be interested in going back. The, the one thing about, the one thing they can't fix, at least I imagine, <laughs> is stiff controls and bad camera. Um, yes. You know, that, that, that is the one, the thing that's hard about going back to the old games. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. Um, so the other big topic that actually kind of broke right before we really started getting on is that there's an article came out where Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is apparently to be offered as a service with Samsung TVs. So we see this big boom, obviously, with smart TVs and all these things, all this functionality built into our televisions, you know, streaming Netflix directly from it, streaming Hulu directly from it. Well, Samsung Access will apparently, per their website, when you purchase a new TV from them, uh, they will give you, you get your choice of a streaming or gaming service up to $120 value included at no additional cost. Choose from Showtime, Sling TV, YouTube Music Premium, YouTube Premium, YouTube TV, and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So according to the expanded details on the site right now, uh, it seems to be merely giving consumers a free subscription to the service. Whether or not this actually becomes built into the TV's ecosphere uh, will be most likely later on. You know, Donnie kind of said probably with the TVs in the fall, we may see xCloud, which Microsoft's been talking about a lot and kind of been testing out and experimenting, is we could potentially see Xbox Game Pass come to smart TVs without having to have an Xbox console. We're seeing other things right now with Apple Arcade, PlayStation Now on certain TVs, obviously with Sony TVs because that's what they can do. It's their own product line. But, you know, Microsoft doesn't make TVs yet. Um, So this seems to be a big play for Xbox considering Samsung TVs are one of the biggest distributors of TVs in the world right now. Um, your thoughts, Seth, on that, like xCloud on your TV without a console? I I think that would be that would be great for I, I guess it would be great for somebody. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly who the um, target audience um of having xCloud just straight on the TV um, would be. But what drew me to trying out Stadia was the promise of being able to play video games wherever I am without having an extra box hooked up, you know, where if it, if it worked well enough and they had enough games, then, and you don't need a box and you can stream it right on your TV. Great. And if this is the same sort of thing where, you know, it might actually draw somebody who's not interested in gaming to try out Xbox for, um, you know, for a year or um, even whether they decide to, you know, add that as their free service uh, when they buy the TV that might mm. spur them to it's like, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> Let me try whatever. Um, if anything, it would be an easier way to play Jackbox. That's true. Um because I'm, I'm trying to think, and you kind of brought it up, is while this sounds in theory to be, a, you know, kind of a big move, a power play, you're right. Who is this targeting? 
because if you know about Game Pass Ultimate or you know about this, you likely have an Xbox. So I, I'm wondering how even if xCloud is really going to be the execution of this, and let's say everything that shows up on, on Game Pass will be available to use through xCloud, which, you know, Phil Spencer said before, that's that's the end game plan is to have that. Number one, you'd, you'd have to have an Xbox controller, right? So what's the likelihood you buy a controller, you pay for Game Pass Ultimate on your TV, but yet you don't own a box? Like, I don't know if we're there yet. Yeah. It seems a little weird. Yeah, I, unless they package controllers with the TV also. Um, or, you know, it could be the kind of thing where you have multiple, you know, most people have multiple TVs in their house anymore, um, where you you have one Xbox box in your gaming room and then you buy this TV and can play it in both places without mm. having to have two boxes. Um, I can see that. That's but, true. That's not a bad idea. Make things easier than moving the box from TV to TV, or if I wanted to play, you know, Fortnite with my daughters, uh, doing split screen, I haven't had a great experience with that. But if I can play on my TV and they can play on their TV in their room, that's yep. that that works out pretty well. So you're right. So I guess there is, you know, some certain uh, positive aspects to something like this, and you know, we'll see kind of where it goes. As of right now, it's it's you know, if you take advantage of it, you're just getting it for your console. It's not set up for XCloud yet, but. Mm-hmm. You know, Phil said that that's coming, so I, I would suspect that that's something that we see announced uh, uh, probably during this Series X rollout as the news continues to flow with that, more about xCloud. The one one question I had about this article and the picture that came along with it as the two people are um, looking at the TV, smiling and holding their controllers with the loading screen from Forza Horizon <laughs> in there, um, is Forza Horizon split screen? That's my knowledge now. Okay, I, just I don't, I don't even think it's a two-player game. So, okay, let alone split screen. So, and, and they're having a lot of fun playing that loading screen. So you're right. Yeah. So good move on you, Microsoft, for attempting, but bad marketing. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean the the idea. I I think I have a no. I have a I have a Roku TV now. I did have a Samsung TV at one point, but um, if you're looking for TVs, Samsung makes good TVs. Yeah. And if you know. Oh, I have an Xbox and that, you know, or uh, I get Netflix or whatever it is. That, I mean, that's just good marketing, Added good benefit. partnerships. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So that's, that's the topics I had for this week. So it's time for the Xbox One question where each week we take, that's right, just one question from our audience and kind of address that. So this week, Egg Shen, Mr. Zach Bradshaw, we are addressing your question you sent in what new game would make the series x an instant purchase for y'all and yes i had to put the y'all um for me i don't know i was trying to think and and it's it's kind of weird because you know that all the first party games are coming to game pass so you don't need to worry about those and they've said you know for the first year everything's going to be on both so i don't have to rush to drop and buy it but a title that I would certainly be extremely interested in that would make me say, hmm, maybe I need to upgrade sooner than I thought if this were to be an exclusive just on Series X would be if they did a new Alan Wake game and did that with the power of Series X, kind of really cranked it up. Diane, I talked about Alan Wake a little bit last week. Um, that's one I'd love to see, even with the backwards compatibility, if they made that game run better and look better than what it did when they first came out, that'd be great. But you want to throw a new one at me for Series X? I'm all over it. And I think that would be the only thing I could think of that would make me jump. I, I love Gears. I love Halo. And those are great experiences. But to me, I know they are for a lot of people. They're a console seller. Like, oh, my God, I need to play this newest one. For me, I'll get to them when I get to them. And right now, I think Game Pass has spoiled me a little bit where I'm not rushing to get this stuff. Because I know I have a day one, so I can just play it. But if you dangle Alan Wake in front of me and say, you can't play it, Kevin, unless you get a Series X, that would be the one that would make me try and figure out how I can get my hands on a Series X. Yeah, th- this has been a question or, or whatever that I've not that I've struggled with, but um, currently, uh, you know, I got a Xbox one X two months ago um, and I have 200 Xbox games to play right now um, that I'll never get to. Uh, And I also know that I have game pass for the next year and a half and I'm getting halo infinite or is that what it's called? Yep. Yep. Halo infinite. Um, and I'm getting four to eight. Mm-hmm. And, and, 
and we'll see that's coming. You know, all that are coming to Xbox One X. So as far as jumping up to a Series X, there would have to be something with probably specifically Forza that just so a specific feature. You know, I, I don't know what it is, so it's not a specific game, but it's some sort of a feature that is just so much better on the Series X than it is on the One X. Um, I mean, chances are, you know, if the Series X launches at five hundred dollars, I could probably get at least two hundred dollars out of my One X. Right. Toward here, you know, there's. Oh yeah. Um, and if I really had to jump into next gen, you know, I have a PS4 Pro and a Xbox One X. You know, I can combine things and, and yeah. jump into next gen full full force. So it, there would have to be a really specific feature of a Forza or Halo or something that really just grabs me. Um, and I thought same thing like with PS5. Gran Turismo Seven gets announced and it looks bonkers. Um, and is only coming to PS5, then, you know, the scales are going to be tipped that way. Um, so. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so we're doing we're doing pretty good on time. You know, this show we try to make 45 minutes to an hour. So we still have some time here, Seth. So for you thinking about the Series X, what would be some of the things on your wish list that you'd say, hey, I'd really like this to be a feature or an experience or a benefit of having the series X over what we see with the Xbox one X today. Um, kind of a tough question. Cause I don't, I don't think that I've really experienced yet. All mm-hmm. of, you know, all of what Xbox is, you know, the game pass is something that's, you know, assuming that that grows, um, and, and continues to grow. I'm sure that it will. Um, the, even though I don't have a lot of extra peripherals right now, but um, the ability to carry forward any peripherals that I might have. And, you know, just right oh, now I yeah. just have my controller. Um, but, you know, if I were going to get a Series X, then that it's just an added benefit of having already having another controller. Um, cross, cross-generation play. Oh, um, is something that that's something I that I really have been thinking a lot about with my PS4, um, and playing. You know, I play Apex Legends weekly with a couple friends, and if I were to jump to PS5 and they didn't yet, can we still play Apex Legends? We can still play the same game because it's going to be accessible. Sure, um, but can we play together? Um, and it, that's the same thing. So whether it's PS4 to PS5 or Xbox to Series X, that that cross-generation play, especially now that the generations are so much more intermingled. Yeah. Um, cross-gen play, cross, cross-gen or cross-platform saves. Um, mm. Again, I Apex Legends is my main example here. I've been playing it now for, what, 16 months? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep only on PS4 and I've got, you know, I'm I'm not some super high level on level 130 or whatever. I've got all the characters unlocked and handful of skins for everybody and every gun and and whatnot for me to, I mean, that's probably my favorite, my game of the generation at this point for me to jump from PS4 to Xbox. I would love to be able to carry my progress over. Um, not that I, you know, I don't know if that's an, enough of a thing to keep me from buying a specific console. I don't know, you know, in five years, am I still going to be playing Apex Legends? I, you know, maybe that's not that big of a of a deal. But right now, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Those cross-platform, cross-generation saves and parties and and playing together. Yeah, so. I mean, that's a really good point. And, and to kind of sidetrack just a little bit, I don't want to say how Apex hasn't had like a like a unified login like so fortnite i can log in on my switch my ps4 or my xbox and i have the same account mm-hmm. i have all the same stuff i don't know how they haven't done that with apex yet but that's that's separate they from the hardware should be able to because you've got right. an ea login right so you think um but i i do like your your cross-generational play and and you kind of brought up more in the aspect of of ps versus xbox i was thinking as you first said it, 
Xbox Series X to yeah. Xbox One. Oh yeah, that yeah, would be that's big too. Like it would be. Like, you know, you look at Halo Infinite, which we kind of already know is going to be. I don't, I don't want to say Destiny esque, but it looks like it's going to be that type of game where it's an online world, mm-hmm. um, and there's going to be a player base. And I think it it would benefit to have that player base from both Xbox ecospheres uh, to be able to play at once. But I, I guess only time will tell. But that that's a great one. So thank you for bringing. That. I hadn't even thought of that, and now it's something I'm like. You know what? I do want that. Or like you even you think about Minecraft Dungeons just came out and that's a game that hopefully I I don't know much about the development, but I imagine it's a game that should have a long tail. There's going to be DLC and that's a game that you could drop DLC packs and new dungeons every four months. Oh, yeah. So eventually, Kevin, you're going to get an Xbox Series X. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And you're so you're going to have a box that's going to be in your daughter's room. Well, you can't play. Are you going to be able to play Minecraft Dungeons with her from Xbox One X to Xbox Series X? Like, like that kind of. I mean, that's a Donnie. I, I can see. You know, he's talking about putting the Xbox One X in his son's room or hooking it up in a different spot yeah. in the house. Um, you know, being able to play together. And I have to imagine that's going to happen. If you can play, you're going to have cross saves and cross other kinds of infrastructure. I imagine certain games will be able to do that for sure. If you can play from Microsoft dungeons on your switch with your Xbox one X, you should be able to play your Xbox one X to your series X. And I know that's not available yet, but I hope you all enjoyed my Donnie impersonation right there. I sounded just like him, didn't I? (laughs) Sorry. That was weird. I had to turn down the radio a little bit. It's getting a little, a little quieter out there, so while you guys are wrapping up, I thought it's I'd turn the mic on. That's good. I so, so I guess I, I'll throw the question to you real quick, then, Donnie, if you can, if you What's can that? chime in. So, what would be the one feature you hope to see in Xbox Series X that's not on the current ecosphere that we we haven't heard of yet? So, Seth brought the cross-platform play and saves and whatnot. Mm. What would be something on your wish list? Fable. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, guys, I, I, I feel like Xbox has every feature imaginable. VR, maybe? Maybe mm-hmm. a plug-and-play VR solution? Um, one of the things that I'm really... I don't know, because I'm kind of back and forth on. I would love it if all of my Xbox purchases were available to be played on PC through the Xbox app. Oh, yeah. But I feel like that's... I feel like developers might not like that. Because it's yeah. less incentive for people to buy on PC. Which Absolutely. is still such a huge base. And I think that's where uh, xCloud and Game Pass kind of bridges that gap for Microsoft in a way that doesn't cost developers money. So oh, yeah. I, think it, yeah. I think it's kind of an interesting niche that they've kind of carved out for themselves. Because you can remote stream games from your Xbox to your PC. But you can yeah. also download games that are available via Game Pass. And then soon with xCloud, you'll be able to do that as well. Um, so... Those are a couple things in terms of features, but I mean, the Xbox, I mean, this has been Phil Spencer's thing, right? The controller, the controls, backwards compatibility, like all the UI updates, all the improvements, Game Pass, cloud saves, like it, it seems like every time there is anything that they think can improve gamers' experience, Xbox Live, you know, Mm -hmm. like all of it, it seems like that's, that's what they're doing. That's why they're all in. They're so consumer friendly. It's honestly, it's like a, man, I feel like every podcast is going to say this line in the next six months. It's like a reverse from the start of last gen. That's all I remember people saying at the start of last gen is how consumer and gamer friendly and focused PlayStation was. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine anybody saying that now. Not to say that PlayStation's not focused on games. They definitely are. And they make some of the best games in the world. But like, are they really focused on giving you the best gaming experience possible? Maybe, right? but I feel like Xbox has definitely paved a stronger path forward um, since Phil Spencer has taken over in that regard, which is why, I, you know, I don't want to derail, but it's why I was talking about you know the, the exclusives versus the cross-platform first-party exclusives thing. I can't imagine anything being more customer-friendly than saying, you literally don't have to buy our box yeah. to play this game. Like, that is the most customer-friendly thing I could ever say. I could ever think that anybody... Could you imagine... I, the thing that I keep saying to prove that points? Could you imagine Nintendo did that? Mm. Like, they're still making us buy games. Like They're still making yeah. us buy Super Mario World and stuff like that. Like They're so antithesis of that. And people give them so much crap for it. 
And Xbox literally just came out and said, no, don't worry about it. You want to play Halo? Play it on whatever you want. Play it on PC. Play it on Xbox One, Xbox One S. Play it on Xbox Series X. Play it on whatever you want. Now, obviously, all those different experiences will be different. They'll have varying degrees of, of performance. But they're still available to anybody. It's such like a wide net that they're casting. Um, which I think has led some to say, well, that means the game won't be that great. I think that's far-fetched uh, yeah. stone to throw. I, I, I think all games, and, and I'm going to say this broadly, but I think it, I mean, I, I'm saying it broadly, and it's not to demean a game developer. I would never want to do that. Games are hard. I get it. But this generation has proven that supporting multiple platforms is something that games are absolutely, definitely capable of. Mm-hmm. Indie games put their game on Switch, they put it on phones, they put it on Xbox, they put it on PC. PC games that like run at ungodly levels of of textures and performance get ported down to Switch. Like there is a way to support multiple platforms. And maybe, you know, the one thing we don't know is maybe some of those games are delayed or they come out later. Like we don't we still don't know that for sure that yeah. they all hit the same day. But I think with first party games, I think they're gonna be stellar across the board. And I only point to the xbox versions of those games that are available in game pass on pc they have all mm-hmm. the performance slider like gears on pc is incredible right Gears five on pc is incredible like if you don't need a series x to play that game in super awesome like you could just pull it up on your pc right now and play it you know mm-hmm. so it's i was a little stunned and a little shocked at uh sony's uh statements not that they were wrong if i was selling a console for for instance i also would make my exclusives available on one platform <laughs> because there is no like that is the oh, that's the definition of a system seller like I, i'm not yeah. saying that's wrong i want to be clear i'm not throwing a stone at sony i'm just a little taken aback by how fast the narrative turned on xbox when sony said that and everybody was like see see xbox see what you're not doing it's like wow that is interesting because xbox is literally giving you carte blanche over whatever you want to do and you're like so, not you. You know what I'm saying. Like the royal yeah, yeah. you. So yes. many turned and just like, see, it's gonna have exclusive games, and it's like, is that a good thing? <laughs> like, I get it that you want validation in your box. I was hoping the validation was performance, and I was hoping that the customer friendly path forward that Xbox was blazing would endear itself to customers. And unfortunately, at least from my little echo chamber, the 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 things I've seen, I feel like it's turning people off. They're like, well, if you don't give me a reason to upgrade, then I just won't. And that's fine. Yeah. I think Xbox is fine with that. And as Sean Capri yep. said, everybody's still going to get the game. Everybody's going to still subscribe to Game Pass. They'll still keep playing. So it's not bad. I mean, that's kind of what Xbox is going for. I yeah. just do find, I feel a little singled out, I guess, is the way of feeling it. Because all of this narrative and conjecture that Phil Spencer and Xbox has been weaving for the last three or four years has really swung me so far back their way. Like, they've won me so over. I just want to support mm. them so much for every... I've said it a thousand times. I feel like I'm stealing Game Pass. Yeah. Stealing it. Like, I almost feel bad. I'm like, I should... I gotta buy something. I'm, do you know how many games I've bought DLC for that I haven't played? Just because <laughs> I had the game on Game Pass and it was like $10? You know, yeah. like, it's weird. It's a weird place to be in. Um, And I'm not even saying that because, you know, like, I spend lots of money on games that even if you didn't spend lots of money on games like it's a steal yeah i just want to support that and i thought all these moves and everything would make people go oh i'm gonna do this because of this and it feels like i might be a little isolated there feels like um i do think at least i'll say uh, as far as the psvg family i feel like it's pretty apparent it's gonna be like me and nathan (laughs) and that's even if nathan gets a day one you know that's true it might i might be the only person And Coach will get it. Coach sure. will get it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it's just it is a little isolating feeling because um, I, I I don't that is one thing that I I don't know what they could do to entice people more besides yeah. you know unveiling some incredible new game which I'm sure they're hoping the initiative is working on. You know yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean they, they definitely will unveil something you know not right away but there's no reason not to show the console like once you're fully ready to unveil this thing show the console show what you have working on and say this game is coming out holiday next year you know they said for the first year 
Yeah. We've seen games at E3 unveiled two years prior to them actually seeing the light of day. And they There's might nothing stopping them from doing it, right? the same thing. They may say, like, yep. this one is, but they may come out and say, like, this one isn't. Yeah. You know, like, this one can't yep. be. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. amazing, or it'll come later, or something like that, you know? Like, I don't know. I think, people. I think the other thing, and I, I forget if you guys talked about this um, last week, or if I heard it on, you know, whatever other gaming Boss podcast. Boss kill me if he sees me online. <laughs> um... <laughs> Is I I need to see what is different about Series X and PS5. Like what, like see visually or, or see what I I need like a visual representation of ray tracing. Like I don't know what the heck ray tracing is. So, sure. Um, the I think that's what the, everybody's saying with next gen, yeah, right? The the demo that was the um the Unreal Five demo mm-hmm. looked really cool. Yeah. Um. And I know whatever that was connected with PS5 or whatever, that really doesn't matter. I mean, that's the first time that the first thing that I've seen is like, oh, that looks really and cool. And even then, that was 1440p 30. Yeah. So it wasn't 4K 60. So like that, that what you that demonstration you saw could look better. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. crazy to think about. It is. Um, so, th- so that's kind of what I'm seeing. Like if I and that's one thing where I think that it might be hard for for Xbox to say here here's Halo Infinite it looks awesome you can play it wherever you want to play it sure um, it looks really good on Xbox One X but oh if you play it on Xbox Series X you know it you know are are they going to denigrate the Xbox One X experience to promote the Series X experience I'm wondering if Sony um, might be doing a similar thing with The Last of Us yeah. <laughs> To be quite honest with you, um, but I'm sure there will be some of that. I mean, that's just a part of the game, right? That's a part of the business. They they got to give you some incentive right. to, to move up. And I think ultimately, I think their play is to give you. Um, I think that's why they're focusing so much on the features instead of just the raw performance. Yeah. You know, like they're telling you, like it's there and it's going to be amazing. But what are they focused on? They're focused on the new controller. They're focused on suspend, being able to suspend five games. I think there'll be a whole thing about X Cloud. There'll be a whole thing about. Um, you know, like the new UI and the new store, like they're focusing on features other than just raw performance because it's going to be hard to show that in a stream. Mm-hmm. So the the multiple suspend and resume, um, like right now, when I'm playing Xbox games, I'm bouncing back and forth between uh, Super Mega Baseball and Minecraft Dungeons. Um, it would be really nice to be like, okay, I'm going to jump in and play a game of Super Mega Baseball and then, okay, I'm going to do a dungeon run and not have to close a game, reload a game. Yeah. And especially with games that are more intensive than those two games. Like if I decided to play Red Dead Redemption 2 right now, um, not having to load that up in between everything else I'm playing. Sure. So, yeah. Um, that, that is, that's been one of my favorite features of the current generation of Suspend Resume. Yeah. Um, totally. Yep. No, I think, I think I do it on every console I have. Yep. The Switch, everything, and being able to bounce between even more games than just one, that would be even better. That'd be fantastic. Even better. Yeah. So the uh, the earlier question, uh, the Xbox One question that we had, the what new game would make Series X an instant purchase, one thing in my household that would um, push me to buy a Series X would be if Dance Dance Revolution came to that Ooh. as a... Uh, because it's something not something for me necessarily, but yeah. um, others in my house, and something that I you know I join in on and too. I wish but that's something. Um, Do you guys ever play one versus one hundred? Hmm. No, no, but I know the game show, dude. I, that that's what it was. It was kind of yeah. like that, but you played on live with Xbox Live friends. That's yeah. basically isn't it? Basically Fortnite. That's one verse. <laughs> But trivia based, not shooting. Yeah, people. it's trivia based, and like you would all Same get thing. into a game, and that's exactly what it was: is you would get in a game with people on Xbox Live, and you would get questions, and you would try to survive until you know, the last one, you'd answer all the questions. I love the mess out of the game on 360. I played it so often when I wasn't doing something. Sorry, hang on. I played it so often when I wasn't doing something. Man, oh, I would love for that. Like those little experiences they used to have, you know, like the arcade stuff. They had so much of that mm-hmm. stuff. Back yeah. Then, um, and I know that they still focus a lot on indies, but I'd love to see more of that. You know, like it's like the, in the summer of arcade type thing, not just the in name and the promotion, but like in general. You know, like a whole like what if the store had like its own so like indie section that highlighted developers and partners and stuff like that. Documentaries. That was the other thing I was thinking about. Like, um, you guys play Rare Replay? A little bit. 
So Rare Replay is loaded full of like documentaries and marketing oh, yeah. videos and like old commercials and stuff like that. It'd be really, really cool to see like stuff of that baked into the experience more. So like when you clicked on a game in the store, you didn't just get a trailer and a screenshot. You could be like, and here's the developer and here's a message from the developer and check this out. And here's a commercial and like a little hub of that developer space, you know, stuff like that would be neat. Really neat. That would be cool. That would be cool. We shall see. We shall see what we get. So that will bring us to the end of the evening. So Seth, thank you very much for, for joining us uh, this week. Where can people connect with you and, and maybe a certain something else you're working on right now for uh, gamesreviews.com. I, I hear you're playing something. Yeah, um, I uh, gamesreviews.com. I'll have a review going up shortly uh, for Super Mega Baseball 3. Um, and then also, you put me on the spot here, <laughs> it's Cart, Cart Rider. Is that yep. what it's called? Yep. Yeah, I downloaded uh, the Cart Rider. I haven't, um, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like a cute, cute little game. And um you know, we can see how it stacks up to to other kart racers. Of course, this one is free, so yeah, yeah, a little bit different. Uh, Donnie, where can people find you since you joined us anyway? You're muted. Sorry, I was chasing a call. Sorry, Hang on. no, it's okay. I'm. <laughs> you won't find me on podcasts, and you probably won't find me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, not until some of these protests die down. I'm, I'm happy that I was able to at least turn the mic on and say a few things to you guys for a couple of minutes. Feels great. I can't tell you how I haven't played a game or a podcast in days, and it felt great just to turn it on. Yeah. It feels awful, um, I guess, being this far removed. But I was happy to play producer for you guys, and uh, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping this stuff will be kind of... Over soon. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't want to say over. I feel like it's the wrong word, right? Well, it's like yeah. resolved soon. I, su- I, I support the cause. <laughs> right. The cause has chained me to my desk for the last eight days, and I'd really love to like watch Netflix or something. <laughs> that'd be fantastic right about now i do uh one one other place you can find me i don't i don't know if it's posted yet or when it's going up the most recent edition of books for nerds books for geeks whatever i call it should be up on the patreon yep. shortly yes um and I, in that i talked about books i'm reading next for this next month um and off the top of my head i forget what they are but one one book that i'm adding to that related to everything going on is um, it's a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist and is um, just written by, by a black man and, and about his experiences growing up and, and talks about his parents. Um, he's our age, mid-30s, mid to upper 30s, and, um, and just kind of the history of racism in America and in, in the world a little bit. I'm really early on in the book right now, but... Um, you know, just trying to educate myself uh, about some issues that as a white 30-something from Central Ohio, I just, you know, I'm not as familiar with. Fair enough. So. Yep, books, books for Geeks will be up tomorrow. Uh, the books you wanted to mention were Darth Bane Trilogy, Mistborn Series, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, as well as preview your books for June. So mm-hmm. that will be on the Patreon feed tomorrow or today if you're listening to the show as it's recorded but it'll be out there you can follow me at psvg kevin on all of the things all the gaming consoles all the social media platforms and of course i urge you to head over to psvg.blog to find links to everything that we do all the podcasts all the discords all that stuff so thank you everybody for tuning in thank you for joining us this week hopefully telling a friend and spreading the good word let us know what you think of the new show the new format but just remember when all the less all the rest let you down, X gonna give it to you. Until next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>